This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined from 3,000 miles away by the one and only Mr. David Meister. Hello. Hello there. I'm not used to hearing myself called Mr. <laughs> Listen, this is how it works here behind the velvet rope. We start out formal and then, you know, by the time I'm done with this cup of coffee, we'll just be saying whatever comes to our minds. We're ready to bang down the shots. Okay. Seriously. Now you are 3000 miles away, right? Are you in yes. LA or am I just making that up? I am in LA. I am in Los Angeles and it is a beautiful sunny day. And what is going on there? You guys are still like inside, right? Like isn't LA it just on total lockdown? It's bad here in Los Angeles. Um, I mean, it's, it's really the worst place right now in the country, but um, the hospitals are backed up. They're saying, they were saying one in 10 in LA County will have had or get COVID. Now they're saying one in every five. Oh my God. So we are kind of just sequestering away, which I'm not good at. You're not? <laughs> I'm not a sequesterer. Even with like, I mean, you know what it is? Okay, let me rephrase that. If I didn't have this show that I put out every day, I wouldn't be good at it either. Like this job has kept me sane, honestly. I mean, we, my partner and I, we like, it's fine. We get along great. We're here at home all the time, but I'm a person and he's in the entertainment business. And so we used to be out all the time. I am someone who likes to get dressed and go out at least five nights a week. And I have been known to dance on tables and I, I, I haven't danced period, much less on a table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, bring it back. And if I wear one more pair of sweatpants, I may just either vomit or jump. Honey, I everyone had their money bet against me. I was out seven nights a week. I am a single girl in the heart of New York City, and I used to my life. I was out seven nights a week, and, and I you was, should be. Yeah, I mean, so I people literally in the beginning of this whole thing 
over a year ago, all the people I know were like, how are you going to be able to do this? I'm like, well, I'm not an idiot. I'm not like a moron. It's a global <laughs> pandemic. I, I will <laughs> stay home. But people were literally like, I was the one that everyone was concerned with. They're like, this is, I'm like, yeah. Like in the beginning, it was like night and day. I didn't understand. Besides the fact that the world was like a part of like, just the fact that I can't go out every night was hard. I would be happy with once a week even now. I, know. I, I mean, I'm, it's like, will we remember how to go out? I don't know. No, that's my honest. Like we're going to have to re-social. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just so, it's, how, how, can I say anything I want? You could say anything and you could swear. There's, there's no. Okay. There's... It is just a fucking shit show. Kind okay. of, kind of. <laughs> Remember when this started and you were like, all right, so like March is shit and I'll see you like April 15th. Remember that? Uh, well, we, we have a place in Palm Springs. So we thought when LA shut down, we're just going to go and live out there. So the first month or two, we thought, oh, it'll be done in a month or two. And it was great. But we stayed out there from March through October. And then we started doing construction. So then we were back here in LA. But it's much easier. It was much easier in Palm Springs because it's just so beautiful. It's more spread out. It's just easier. That's why everyone from New York went to the Hamptons or now everyone's in Florida. Yeah. Literally all of New York City is in Florida. And I thought of it. It's just, I, I don't drive. And so like, it's just every time I think I'm going to pick up and leave for like, okay, the six months, I mean, I, I wouldn't go back and forth. It would just be like, I'm leaving now for six months. I'm just right. like, I'm so busy. And like, is my life going to be any easier down there? I don't know. But not Florida, if you don't drive, no. that's the thing. It's not. And like New York is still New York. You can get your Indian food at 4am and your Chinese at 3am. And so you're still like, you, there's no restaurants open, but they're open for delivery. Right. Yes, yes, yes. I love so New York. A, I mean, I lived there for eight years. We talk about moving back part-time. I love really? New York. I think splitting your time between New York and LA is the golden ticket. That's it. I would love to I, do that. To me, it's the only... Those are probably the only two places in the country that I would live. I, lo I love New York. I love LA. Me too. That's what That's I would do. Kind of the best of both. Now, where, where are you from originally? I mean, I, I, I know you're not from LA. No, I am from Cincinnati, Ohio. I grew up in the suburbs of Cincinnati, Ohio. Why do you say it like that with a huge <laughs> smile on your face? You're like waiting because for me to I say am, something. I am very, I, I am sort of like, you know, I am Midwestern white bread. And I don't mean that in a bad way at all. But I, yeah, I just grew up in the suburbs of the middle of the country. Great childhood, great place to grow up. But I knew when I was four that I was leaving. You did. Oh, yeah. I looked, I remember the day I was in the living room and my parents were having um, guests over and I was just sitting there looking around thinking, I think I have to get out of here. I, I, I get it. I, and, and they got it too. I mean, my parents are amazing, but it's like, I like, no, this isn't going to work. I think a lot of people who end up in like New York or LA have a similar story where they yeah. just knew they were destined for one of these cities. Uh, yes, something, because it's like, if you're bored at four, sitting in a room of adults, you know, come on. It's yeah. like, I wanted to, even at four, I wanted to, let's pick this up. I'm getting a little bored. I wasn't, I've been to Cincinnati once, I think. I mean, I, I was beautiful. definitely there, but yeah, it is beautiful. 
beautiful city. I think it's the prettiest city in um, Ohio. And, you know, like I said, where I grew up was beautiful and I had great education and I love going back to visit, but it's just not for me. I get it. Especially if you realize that at four years old. (laughs) Yeah, I realized that at four. (laughs) What about, was it always, when did you realize, if you realized that at four, what what about fashion? Like, was it always fashion? Like, when did you realize you were destined for a career in fashion? You know, I, as a child, believe it or not, had a very big mouth and was very opinionated. And (laughs) I was always into, like, what I was wearing or, and my mom, she was never really, she liked beautiful clothes and nice things, but, but she would do it, but she didn't love, was not a fashionista. Like, you know, you have nice clothes, you get dressed, you go, but she certainly wasn't like crazy about it. But um, I don't know, I would always say, oh, you're gonna wear that? Or my dad, I might be, ooh, that tie. And when I was about six, or seven, I was in a bookstore and I found W, which was the sister publication to Women's Wear Daily. And that's when it was still the full color spread. And I brought it home and I was obsessed. And my mom was like, you you know, she subscribed to it for me. And then it's like, I started getting into any fashion magazines I could. But what really kind of started it for sure was when Sonny and Cher had their show, their summer uh, mid season replacement because I had never seen anything like that. I don't think anyone had seen anything like her at the time. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, wow. It's like, first of all, look at these clothes, look at that body. And then for some reason I watched and it said shares gowns by Bob Mackie. And I'm like, somebody does this. And I think that's what really started it. Um, but to throw a whole other caveat into that, then once I started high school, I was either going to be a brain surgeon or a fashion designer. Really? Yeah. So uh, you I, were good in like science and all that? I actually, and I'm, I, I was a really good student, period, overall. It was very easy for me in school. And I don't know why I always found that fascinating. Um, I think if plastic surgery was a thing back then when I was, that I think would have been a, because it's very creative, like fashion, and you can only teach so much, but then the rest you have to feel. It's artistry. Yeah, it and is. So, but um, but no, then I, you know, it, it pretty much was fashion. And by the time I graduated high school, it definitely was fashion. I don't know that I would have been a great brain surgeon, maybe, but... Mm, I get it. I'm a corporate tax lawyer who doesn't practice anymore. So I get all about having different sides of our brains. I, right? I Yeah, because a lot of people don't get that. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, me too. I could have had a whole different life, but here we are. So it really was Cher. Cher kind of set you on this Cher, track. really? That's what I realized. Like, I would always be looking at fashion, and I was into colors and making stuff, and but when I saw that, like that was like a whole new fresh look of sexy, modern, glamour. And it's like, that's what really was okay. Have this you ever met, glamour. have you ever met Cher? Sorry to Do you know you. what? I yes. have not. And she is probably, and um, 
Alan Siegel, who's my, actually my husband, you know, he's a producer and has an entertainment company, but she's one of the few people I haven't met. And she's probably one of the few I still would like to meet because A, I think she's interesting from so many levels. I think, and she's had like a number one hit for every decade since the 60s. And any woman who can stay relevant in the music business and the film business, and she's in her 70s now, that's smart. That takes a whole other, and you're still an icon. I mean, not many people can hold on. And so I think just in terms of A, to, to get a, I don't know, whatever her philosophy was, I think it's fascinating. And the fashion part, of course, I love. I love the early Cher fashion more than now, when she was like the Glamazon glitter bug. I mean, I mean, she would that, oh, 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 oh. Some of the stuff she used to wear, I, it's uh, flawless. I, well, I've not, from like a backstage point of view, I met Cher four times just because I went to Vegas and did the meet and greet. And like, I've, uh, like, I'm, I'm not one to get starstruck. I mean, especially, I mean, I, I was at one point, not now, just because of what I do and I speak to everyone. But I mean, sometime like in the third meeting, I lost it. Like, I met her once, twice. And then the third time, I just like broke down crying. Like, like, I just uh, I'm not yeah. starstruck. I mean, every, and I, me too being here, and I, I've met and know so many celebrities, and I'm not starstruck. But I met, I could lose my shit around her, probably. I mean, it might be a blubbery moment. I mean, she's she's worth it, right? I mean, it's like, I, I don't know if I would bow. I don't know. Maybe I'd kiss her ring. I'm not quite sure. And it's like, to me, it's like, I don't care if you're standing there on the stage in Vegas and you're lip syncing, you're still moving, you still have the costumes and you're share and you're 70 something. So the fact that you want to lip sync, by all means, go ahead. Well, you know, you, and you can do, do you know how grueling doing those tours? I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, I know. So she's always been, yeah, kind of my like, goddess icon did you see did you see the uh the share show when it was on broadway i did so those costs i mean those that was those were great costumes those were really good i think though but those were those were kind of redos of what she had actually done in worn yeah and to me they what she had done in worn it always looked better on her <laughs> yeah did you ever see the Vegas show? Because the costumes were Oh, pretty. yeah, I've seen, trust me. I have been to so many, it's, yes, I have been to many, many share concerts. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day 
at sax.com. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who's a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues, anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and better help really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. She's, yeah, she's still, you know. I mean, yes. And I will, this, uh, you know, this amuses me. It may not amuse you. I did not go to my junior prom because it was a choice between junior prom or seeing Diana Ross. And come on, any good gay card carrying, you know what I'm saying? It's Diana Ross, right? I was going to say, like, did you realize you were gay at this point when you were skipping your prom and going I was kind of, I don't know that I had it figured out. Kind of. You know what I mean? I didn't have the together. But all I knew is prom or Diana Ross, I'm going to go for the shore bet. Diana's a good one, too. You know? I mean, come on. Is Cher, like, out of everyone, like, you haven't dressed, like, would she be, like, who are, like, was she at the top of the list? Who... She, I, yes, would I love to dress her? Yes. Who do I else would I say? Like Zoe Kravitz, I think is amazing. Like she is so young and cool. I think um, I still would love to dress Angelina. Um, a she's a good one. And it just, it depends, you know. Um, who else would I really love to dress? There's so many different people who I think are so cool and great. I think Jennifer Aniston's very cool and modern, a whole different kind of take. But you know, I was so psyched. The person I'd wanted to dress for a long time too was Jane Fonda. And that happened several years. Cause, and to me, it's like, it's not about an age. It's about the vibe of someone and their energy and you know, what kind of works for them. I don't think it's about everyone needing to be 22 
and whatever, because I, like, I was thrilled when Jane Fonda, and she, one of the gowns I did for her, she actually loved so much because it was so comfortable. She's at, she actually wore it three times wow. on red carpets. And, but to me, she's like, I, I don't want to misquote. I think she's 80 or early. But she's definitely she's in her hot. 80s. That I'm, I'm positive about. Yeah. She's sexy. She's sexy. Sexy and hot and whatever is not about being young. It's about an energy and a spirit and how you carry yourself. And it's, it's a whole thing. It's your mind. It's your, but I always said, I think she's hot. She actually used to be my neighbor. <laughs> really? Yeah. So she was on your list for all those years before you dressed her? Um, I would say once like Grace and Frankie um, started, that's probably about eight years ago, because she kind of wasn't doing a lot. And then all of a sudden she was bam, back big. And it's like, whoa, girl. You yeah. know, and she is, she's, she's beautiful. And she wears clothes beautifully. Well, she started as a model. Um, and she gets it. She knows how to wear clothes. So, and I do like to also show, because a lot of people, when you're a designer or do red carpet stuff, people say, oh, but you got to be young and thin and you got to be this and that. And I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. I mean, I dress Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah is beautiful. She's not a size two, but she looks amazing. She's in great shape. I, it's, I think it's just, it, it's, a lot of it comes from inside. You, you take care of yourself and it's an energy and a vibe and you know what works on you. That makes sense. Yeah. So when we started, you also said that you lived in New York. So when did you live in New York? Like you, you knew fashion, share, that was your inspiration. You went to school for fashion, graduated and then came right to New York or am I just making that um, up? No, I, I, I moved to New York after college and I was there for about eight and a half years. I moved there probably woof, 1985. Um, and then I moved to Los Angeles in the early nineties and I've been here ever since. When you got to New York, were you like, oh, you know, like many people do, were you like, okay, this is my home, like my people, thank God, hallelujah. Well, it, luckily for me, um, the program I was in at the University of Cincinnati, it was a five-year program and you'd be in class for three months and you'd do an internship in New York for three months. And so by the time I graduated, I had worked in New York five times. Wow. So I already had the vibe down and knew it was ready and a lot of my classmates were going back so yes i we jumped in very easily and very quickly and did we you, had a blast <laughs> did you just because you say 1985 new york and then i think of all sorts of things like do you do were you did you know anyone that like we might know today like you know you hear about like madonna and basquiat and keith hearing they were all hanging out and debbie mazar and any of no. that no, I was at, I used to be at, I've been at several parties with Andy Warhol and like Cornelia Guest. Um, but otherwise I really didn't. I mean, I, but I was always at all the, the great clubs and the openings and the, cause you always found a way in. <laughs> yeah. You always found a way to get behind the rope. Well, you're behind <laughs> the rope today. You're behind the velvet rope. But sweetie, being at parties with Andy Warhol, like, I mean, whether you spoke to him or not, like that ain't nothing to sneeze at. No, I, I, I had a very good time in the, and 
I think New York is a great time when you're starting out because everybody's broke. Yeah. And if, if you're industrious and clever, there's always great stuff going on and you just have to be a little clever, but you can end up in a lot of good places. <laughs> yeah, you actually you could. <laughs> you could, or at least, yes, yes, yes and yes. You know, there's something charming about that, starting out in New York and broke and charming well, I your think, places. Well, I still tell people, um, I think if you're in fashion, I think you should go to New York to start your career. I still think that is the training and the hub. It's good. I still tell people that. And then you can go wherever you want. But I think those eight years in New York were um, really important, both you know, for growing up and just living in a great city and, you know, learning knowledge for my career. And you worked at Danskin during that time? I worked at Danskin. I worked at Macy's Corporate doing like a line of their private label cocktail dresses. Um, and what really got me to Los Angeles was there was a company called Laundry by Shelly Siegel. And it was very hot company at the time and they were looking to start an evening wear line. And, you know, I flew out and interviewed and I got the position and that's what got me out here. And how do you go from that to then having your own line, which is featured in Bergdorf and Neiman's and Saks? Well, um, I would say it's a lot of hard work and it's also luck. Um, I, um, I stayed at laundry for about six and a half years, seven years. And the woman who was the vice president of sales um, really was into evening wear and she had left the company and we stayed in touch and she always said, one day we're gonna do something together. And I was like, okay, okay. And then about six and a half years, or no, about three years later, she called me and said, are you ready? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she goes, are you ready to start your own line? And I'm like, okay. And so then I joined Kelwood and I was with them for like over 15 years. Wow. So, I mean, it is, it's time, it's hard work, it's talent, it's timing. It's like anything in life. Everything has to come together at the right time. And you just got it. I always say you never say no to any opportunity because you don't know what's going to happen. I agree with that. Go through it. The worst that can happen is something doesn't work. But I always, and I still believe that, if someone wants to have a meeting and I might think, oh, for what? You never know what that might lead to. I always say never say no. I completely agree. I agree with that so much that one of my New Year's resolutions was to say no. In a a, a business setting. And I mean, I, I also never say no. I think people are just in life in general, you never know. You talk to person A, and it has happened on this podcast too, where I've had someone on that, you know, like, look, where there's a hierarchy and everything in life. And you're like, okay, like this person, I'll talk to them. And then you're like, wait, you're best friends with Jane Fonda. I mean, I'm just using that as an example. Right, right. You're like, wait, she's going to come on my podcast now. And then it actually really happens. And you're like, holy fuck, thank God I talked to this person. And we totally- You don't know. Just, just never know. I, I really agree with that. That like things happen- by just living and saying yes to everything. I really, I'm in business. I'm a huge proponent of that. Uh, no, absolutely. Now, 
a blind date with someone, eh, that might be a no. But <laughs> that might be a no, yes. That, may, that can be a no. But as far as things and meeting new people and opportunities, I always say, yes. I mean, you just Me don't know too. what you're going to learn, who you're going to meet. And if nothing else, you're just hanging out with somebody for half an hour, having a coffee or something. And so I am a big, I always tell people that. Me too. Don't say no. Me too. I think it's just a certain personality type. I mean, I have it. Like, I'm just like a networker. I'm like a say, I mean, it's not even like sales is such a negative connotation, but I'm always just like, you keep every door open. You know, if someone screws you over, then fine. Like, fuck no, you. No, then it slams. Yeah, <laughs> then it slams. But until that happens, like, you know, just you never know where the great opportunity is going to come from. I could not agree more. And if a big opportunity comes, you got to be ready because they don't come again sometimes. So just grab it and run. And like I would say, what is the worst that can happen? It doesn't work out. Totally. And that's it. And big opportunities don't wait. Like, sweetie, like you're the first choice. Like, get your ego out of the way because there's 17 other choices. So. Shut up, smile, say thank you, and yes. Totally. And if you don't, <laughs> like, no offense, we wanted you, but your second, our second option is starting tomorrow. There no, you no, no, no. You Got to be quick on the uptake. I don't want to be left behind as roadkill. Me too. And that's how I've always done business, like whatever, whatever career I've had and it's worked out. Yeah. What about how did you, so, I mean, like you were in elegant evening wear, how did you get into bridal? Um, it was sort of a natural extension from, you know, cocktail dresses, evening wear. And then someone approached us to do a bridal line as a license. And actually I love bridal because I'm not a big fan of real traditional bridal but I still love bridal um and we did that for two seasons but unfortunately the partner in that license um I can't say a lot about it I would just say it just didn't work I can't legally say a lot but it, it didn't work it was not good and not to say I won't do it again but I do love doing bridal how do you feel about you know like Christine from Selling Sunset. You probably don't watch Selling Sunset, one of the best reality shows that ever existed. She wore a black dress on her wedding day. How do you feel about like, cause you say you're non-traditional. Do you feel the same with color or you um, can wear any color? I saw that. I, listen, I think you should do whatever makes you happy. I personally don't love the idea of a black wedding gown. Um, you know, I like color, I like pink. You know, I knew someone who got married in red on New Year's Eve because red was her fiance's favorite color. I think there's a million cool things you can do. I just think black, I don't know. It, for me, I wouldn't do it, but if that makes someone else happy and they look great and enjoy it, I would say do it. The most, my favorite bridal gown I think I ever saw was years ago in Italian Vogue magazine. And it was very simple, long sleeve gown. And in the front, it was beaded in white. But when you turned around, the back in the train was all beaded black. Ooh. That, I thought, was killer. I like that. Because it's like, you know, you, you get like, okay, beautiful, she's walking in. And then all of a sudden, when you see her back, it's like, <gasps> it's backless. And with the train, and it's all beaded black. You guys know I've never been great in the kitchen, but that has all changed with HelloFresh. HelloFresh makes it so easy. 
You get fresh, pre-measured ingredients in amazing seasonal recipes delivered right to your front door. And you have over 25 recipes to choose from each week. There's something for everyone. They are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts, so they taste good and they're nutritional. And variety, you guys know I get bored so easily. Variety is the spice of life. You have over 25 delicious recipes to choose from every week. And what I love is it cuts out the stressful meal planning and the trips to the grocery store. So I no longer have to go to the grocery store. These meals are ready in less than 30 minutes, 30 minutes or less. So I look at, I work so hard for you guys on the Behind the Velvet Row podcast. It's just me when I'm done, I go to my kitchen. Everything is spelled out. There's no thought process that goes into this. It's amazing. They take all the hard work out of it for you. And the meals are delicious and they're literally ready in less than 30 minutes. Listen, I have to go make one now because I'm freaking starving. So if you go to hellofresh.com slash 12velvet and use the code 12velvet, you get 12 free meals, including free shipping. Let me just repeat that. Go to hellofresh.com slash 12velvet. And if you use code 12velvet, 12velvet, you get 12 free meals. That's that's unbelievable. And it includes free shipping. You guys, this these meals are so great. 12 free meals, Listen, don't take my word for it. They're not just America's number one meal kit because I say so. You guys have to try this. Enjoy. Yeah, that's Like nice. that, like, because I also think bridal gowns have to have like a drama moment and it's got to look great from the front and great from the back. I like that. So, yeah. okay, so no black. I get it. What I mean, about... Yeah. I mean, you know, we love Christine, but I get it. Black may not be the first choice for most people's wedding. Um, what about, I mean, because you've done it all in fashion. Like, is there a part of the business you like the best? Is there a part of business you like the least? Like, do you not like the business aspect of fashion? You know, like a lot of creative people are just aren't into the business aspect of their careers. I'm kind of um, unique in that way. I am very business and number-minded. Me too. So I love the business part of it. And actually, um, a good friend of mine, she actually um, was the head of laundry. And you know, the, the label Vince, she actually started Vince. Oh, wow. Company, Rhea. And I'm still really good friends with her. And she is a genius. And I learned so much about the business end also. So I love the numbers end and the business end because fashion is a business. And yeah. if something doesn't sell, it doesn't matter if you love, love, love it. It can still be beautiful, but in this business, it doesn't mean anything. So I think it's very important to be aware of what the numbers are and what works and what doesn't and what you need to do to tweak it. And, and when I was part of a huge corporation, I mean, we used to have finance meetings and planning and three-year plans and the, all the time. So I actually really love that part of the business as well because it's cre you, it's creative thinking too like juggling numbers to get to the number everyone tells you got to be at like how do we juggle I mean it's to me design and most analytical things it's like a, a uh, um, it's not it's a problem or a challenge design how are you going to solve this problem how are you going to make this woman look great numbers how are we going to get to this number how are we going to it's creative thinking 
That makes sense. I personally love the numbers aspect of my creative I business now too. Me too. Well, I mean, I was an accountant. Like that's how I ended up in corporate tax. It's and fun. I, it's, and for me, I can do it in my head, the numbers. I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, a lot of creative people have no skill set in numbers. And I know. That always scares, I mean, I understand that. Because there are some um, practices like, you know, a fine artist, and there are certain disciplines that it's not really about a bottom line business. But I do think it's a big asset if you do understand, because it is a business. You know, I had uh, a professor years ago in college, and she used to say, too, you are not a success until the cash register rings. Yeah. And in fashion, she's kind of right. I mean, I just think that's the thing with a lot of creative people. Like, they, they're geniuses and a phenomenal what they do, but you're like, it's a business, sweetie. Like, stay in bed otherwise. I mean... I mean, really? Some, I, why? I mean, some of the... Sometimes, you know, you design something. It's like, oh, my God, this is the most beautiful dress. It is so fabulous. And you're, like, beside yourself. And it is a dog. It doesn't sell. You're paying Mark down out the wazoo. And it's like, but it's beautiful. And then you'll have a dress that you really didn't really like that much. And all it does is reorder. And you thank right. God for the reorders. And you keep moving. But it's like, sometimes there's just no explaining. I get but it. But you learn. If that backless orange dress was a dog, we probably aren't going to go try backless orange again. Right. So it's, it's, I think it's, it's the learn, you just learn and you keep building. And the more you learn, the more you can refine and cultivate who your customer is. That makes sense. What about, because a lot of people, you know, you've dressed them all, you've been on every carpet. Like how important is the relationship between like designer and celebrity and like has that changed like how has that changed over the years um i think you know it's very it's very important it, it's still well in this pandemic it's everything's changed but um yes. uh the amount of press and coverage you that you get with a celebrity on the red carpet if they say your name is huge um you know years ago they used to say if a celebrity says your name on the Oscar red carpet three times, that's worth over $40 million in marketing. So it's huge. Um, and I think it used to be more designer, celebrity, sometimes more direct. Then with the stylists, stylists are very important because they now are sort of the middle person mm -hmm. between the designer and the celebrity and some celebrities like to work directly with the designer some work through their stylist and you it just it everybody works a little differently but i still think it's very important because it's it is about being out there and being known and becoming known and building your business and it's, it's like a mutual you know relationship you know that the celebrity or actress you know she is to wear a dress that she loves and looks great in and you get publicity so it's sort of a win-win is that true like do you believe that's true about like the oscars like it's 40 million dollars in advertising oh, I do believe, when you think about that's one of the very few 
televised shows that is live, that airs globally at the same time, everywhere in the world. So the whole world, if whoever's watching the Oscars is watching it at the same moment, I do believe it's worth it. Wow. I do. And that's why some people pay people, you know, there have been some actresses that are paid before they get out of the car, a couple million bucks. You know, so-and-so may have paid them like a million or two million to wear the jewelry and someone might have paid them two million to wear the dress. I mean, it's a huge business now. It's become more and more of even a business. Right. Which makes it hard to compete because most companies, unless you're a huge part of a conglomerate, um, you can't, you don't have that kind of money to spend. Right. And is that really prevalent? And then is that, you know, like, would you take like someone, I don't know, someone that has endless amounts of money. I mean, $2 million is still $2 million. You know, like, I mean, are actresses willing to play? You know, like you take a J-Lo and I mean, is she like, I'll wear whatever the fuck I want. I don't give a shit how much money you're going to pay me. I think it depends on the moment and the whatever, but it, you know, there, there are even um, agents for brokering these deals now. And, wow. you know, and I kind of say this and I understand it. I mean, let's just say you can have designer A, I'm not gonna name name, like designer A, famous designer, beautiful gown, looks great on you. Designer B, fabulous gown, beautiful, looks great on you, but we're gonna pay you a million dollars. I don't know, what I, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so I just think, again, it just has kind of become that's, you know, it's what it is. It's, it's like anything. I don't think it's good or bad. It just is. It's kind of that, that's where it evolved to. And I think we're going to see a whole new evolution of how the red carpet and stuff works as we start to move out of the pandemic also. And do you think that's the majority of red carpets now? Like the majority is probably paid? Oh, no, 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 no. I think for huge, huge events, like the Oscars. Right. And things that's like what I that. Mean. And otherwise, no. Yeah. Otherwise, no. It really is um, stylists working with the designer and the celebrity. And it's about them trying things and, and picking what they love. No, no. That is certainly not the case. I would say like when you're around... Golden Globe, SAG Awards, and yeah. Oscar, like the trifecta, that's when that comes into play. Otherwise, really, no. That's what I meant, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, for yeah, like yeah. the big award shows. Yeah, but it's like it's a movie premiere or a this or a that or this. No, it really is about the best dress. That makes sense. But I agree yeah. with you. I mean, if you're like a J-Lo, I don't know why I keep going back to her, your option for a million dollars is probably like many options. It's probably not like one. If you don't like the first one, there's probably a line of people that would dress you that yeah. are a lesser known name. So you could just keep she going. She is beautiful. She's beautiful. Like unnatural. Like I don't yeah, get she's it. She's like in per- beautiful. She's, beautiful. I would agree. Yeah. What about, tell me about you dressing Delilah Bell Hamilton, Delilah Bell Hamlin for the CFDAs. Of course, um, I have to go to Lisa Rinna and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So Delilah Bell. I, okay, well, I, lo- I mean, I love them both. Um, I, oh my God, I 
Lisa and I are, she's probably a few years younger than me, but I'm, we're about the same, but years and years and years ago when she was pregnant with her second daughter, Amelia, um, through my PR people, whatever, I had done a lot of knit jersey gowns. And so she was wearing them for events. And so that's how her and I started. And then um, I met Delilah for the first time when she was probably two and a half. I went to Lisa's to fit her in the dress. And like, I was hanging out with her two little daughters who were like, I don't know, one and three years. And they were adorable. And um, then Delilah, um, something came up and something was talking about Delilah and da, da, da. And I'm like, you know, she would be the, she's so beautiful. And I thought she'd be the perfect date for the CFDA. And so we got in touch and that's how that happened. And that was really her big first, I think, fashion red carpet. And, but she, I gotta tell you, she is so much fun. We, we had a blast. Really? Like, I love her. Oh my God. A blast. Who got more drunk, you or her? I plead the fist. Listen, <laughs> I'm a girl that loves my liquor, so I'm, n no judgments. No, I, I'm, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. But I do know that we were playing reality 3D virtual games where monsters were attacking us and we were, it, it was a whole thing, but we had a great time. Are you shocked? Like when you look at some, you know, like these kids, like what, you know, like, like a Delilah Bell, like they're huge models now. Um, you know, I think it's all, it, it's just whatever's happening at the world at the moment in culture, I think is what's happening. And it, that's who is influencing. I think social influencers and people are really, really huge and important now in the business. You know, you look back when we had the 90s, we had the supermodels. And I think every era or every death has their own kind of thing. I mean, people, if you look back at Kate Moss, everything was in a way, if you think, didn't make sense. She was five, seven and a half. Mm -hmm. She wasn't even, but she's a supermodel. So I, I, again, like, I don't think anything is necessarily good or bad. I just think that it's reflective of what, where the world is, what the people are responding to. And that really kind of influences and dictates what's happening. That's a good point. You know, like we did have the supermodels. That was the thing. They were in music videos and right. Like Kate Moss wasn't the typical model. No, and on paper. I and I think now what I love too is we have such a more diverse culturally and ethnic mix of people. And I think that makes it much more interesting and all kinds of people with great interesting looks and just not like that one cookie cutter stereotype look. Um, I really do like that. Um, and it, again, it just, it, it's all of like the moment. It's like, you know, I'm really, I, I love Alekwe. I mean, an icon. Um, so yeah, I just think it all is reflective of what's happening in the world. Speaking of your BFF, Lisa Renner, or one of your friends, do you watch like shows like The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I watch sometimes. Um, I don't watch like every week, 
but I certainly do watch and tune in and catch. And I'll like, I'm more of a surfer. I, I'm not a big keep my attention span for very long. I get it. So I'm always kind of at, um, but no, she's always been lovely to me. Um, well, when there used to be events or parties and stuff and people would go out, I, you know, I'll run into her or whatever, but she's great. And she's a lot of fun too. Well, she seems a lot of fun. I mean, she's dancing oh, she's, on yeah. tables at Andy Kahn's baby See, shower. and I know that's what I believe, see, I believe tables were meant to dance on. That's what you and said. I am dying, dying, dying for the day when I can go out and dance on a table again. I've danced on a table or two back in my day in New York. Oh, no, I still will. I still really? will. I don't care. I have no pride, no shame. I have no pride or shame. I just have, in my old age, I have like a fear of like, I'm going to fall off this table. Okay, you're not that old. No, so I'm not. I would that... let it go. Let it go. <laughs> just let it go. Listen, let me tell you something. If this, if we're ever back into like socializing, I will dance on tables for months. <laughs> See? Yeah. I mean, what about, so let's do, speaking of all these celebrities you've, you know, dressed, you mentioned Jane Fonda. Let's do a quick rapid round. These are some of the names, like you've dressed okay. some pretty major. Well, let's, Jane Fonda was on my list, so let's start with her. Like, I mean, I guess you already kind of covered that. Like, gorgeous. I mean, gore, she's gorgeous. I, what I really, really love, too, about her, she kind of sh has shown people, you don't, you can be, I don't even like the word older, but that you can be modern and glamorous and sexy and smart and relevant at any age. And she, she's, she has shown that. And I think that's really important because I think a lot of people in this society have been taught, you know, if you're older than 28 and da, 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 you can't be sexy, you can't be hot. And I say BS. Yeah. She's, I just always point down. I'm like, excuse me, she's hot. She's sexier than a lot of um, 25 year olds, so shut up. I would agree with that. <laughs> and Grace and Frankie, I mean, if you don't sit and watch TV, that's a great oh, show too. It's I, amazing. No, no, I, that I'm upset. I laugh, like, I love that show. It's like I the casting, like, it's, it's phenomenal. It's, I'm gonna be sad after their last season because it is, I just, they're so good together, those two, and I just sit and laugh my ass off. I mean, like, how lucky are we that we, like, for, what is it, six seasons, like, have, like, you know, you figured, like, people, shows come back, like, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, literally on our TVs. I mean, it's Netflix or whatever, but right. still, it's on just, it's shocking. You're like, wait. And, like, to your point, it's amazing that, like, we're in a world that now actresses can work at these ages, and it's, like, the best TV possibly out there. Uh, it, yeah, I show. think it's amazing. But I have one question. Have you watched Shit's Creek? Okay, so here's the thing. It's my type of show, but I, it's one, it, I, there's a few shows that I just didn't start at the beginning, but everybody tells me. No, 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 you phenomenal. must. You That's what must. I hear. I fought it forever. And then um, in October, I binged all. I obsessed. I, you really? would love it. Obsessed. Everybody is like, yeah, I know. It's just one of the ones... Do you know that I, I never watched Sex in the City? And then one time, a night, I said, okay, we just got to do this. And I, it, amazing. Isn't it like six seasons or something? I have to set yes, aside and it is, it is so good. All right, I'll add it. I mean, listen, we're not going anywhere. I don't know what I'm waiting for. Like, uh, we're inside, sorry. I know.
Speaking of sexy, what about Sofia Vergara? Uh, well, she's like, I mean, she's beautiful. She's got, she is like the, you know, the South American bombshell. She knows what works on her body. She knows what looks good. And um, she really knows how to wear it well. <laughs> she does. What about Pam Anderson? Do you know Pam Anderson? And I've not met her. Okay. Um, but she's had a whole, it's interesting, resurgence. And even Vogue follows her. And she's got this whole new thing with how she dresses and fashion. Because, you know, we all know she had that kind of Playboy bunny image and always very, you know, bare, you know, skin tight jeans. Yeah. Just all the, and she really stepped up her game um, and what she wears and wearing designers and kind of pulling it together. And she's actually, she's very pretty. And she she's, I think she softened up quite a bit. So I think, I think she, I think she did a really great kind of switcheroo. She's like naturally pretty. Cause like she posts a lot lately naturally. with no makeup. And you're naturally like, yeah. pretty. And you know, yes, I think there's, you know, some people are just naturally beautiful and other people yeah. are pretty, but they look better with makeup. I mean, it's just whatever. But she really is one of those people that just looks really natural. She looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know if you've met all these people just because you've dressed them, but like, what about like Deborah Messing? I have not met her. She's worn your Wait, stuff That was to a stylist. But I can tell you about someone who I do love who I've Who? Sharon Stone. She was, okay, so she was on she, the list. T tell me. She is still, I would say, the, my most favorite person I've ever dressed. And she was one of the first. Um, she is crazy smart. Really? And so smart. And she also started modeling in New York. But she understands clothes. And she loves clothing. And she knows a lot of the tricks and what to do to work on her body. And it's like a real kind of interaction. And I learned a lot from her as well. And what I love about her too is, um, A, well, she's beautiful and her body's amazing. But she says too, there's two of her. There's Sharon. But she goes, and she always said this too, but then there's a switch. When the car door, the limo door opens and that foot comes out, Miss Stone is on the red carpet. And no one knows how to wear clothes or walk and work a red carpet like her. No one. I say that still. She could teach a lot of these young actresses a thing or two. And what did she mean by that? Just like when she steps out of that limo? I think it's an alter, you know, it's interesting. And you'll find this hard to believe too. I'm actually shy. Now you wouldn't get that impression. No. But um, I used to do that two years ago. Like I knew if I walk into a room, I can't be this shy, whatever person. So I would flip the switch and David's here. But that's not, and I think it's the same thing for certain actors and actresses. You become, you have to become this larger than life 
persona. So it, there's Sharon and there's Miss Stone. And Miss Stone works the red carpet. And I get that. You can't be this bigger than life. But I never forget when she said that because it is. She knows how she gets out of that car. She knows how to deliver. And she to you is like the best at working the red carpet ever. Um, I don't know about ever, but for how she really knows and understands and how to work clothing. And yeah, there is something about her. You know, all these other, they are beautiful too. You know, we have Charlize, we have, there are a million people who are great and beautiful, but I still think there's something about Sharon Stone that will, she'll always probably be my favorite. Fair enough. I mean, she's, she's a good one. She, and she's, and it's great. Interacting and working with her was great. I mean, we spent a lot of time together and she's, she's so smart, not just in the world of fashion, but I mean like crazy smart. Like she's a member of Mensa. Really? Oh yeah. Cause you said she's smart. Like she's just as book smart. Like just knows things. She's very smart. Wow. Very smart. And very talented. Do you ever, because you know you're around all these people, you haven't met Cher yet, that may be a goal, but all these other people, do you ever get starstruck? I don't. I mean, I think I've been around it so much and I've been to people's homes and everybody's just a person Mm -hmm. and they just want to interact. And I think with a lot of people who are celebrities or famous, you know, they hang out with people who are, are also in the business because you don't get a minute's peace. Or, you know, I've had friends who have been chased by paparazzi and their cars are wrecked. And it's like, they really are just the same as anybody else and are cool and want to hang out. But I think there's a lot of people that are looking to take advantage of them or get something from them. So I think it's sometimes kind of sad that you have to really have walls up. Um, The only time, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I will, because I don't care. Um, that I was starstruck is several years ago, um, Alan produced a movie and his client was in it. Um, Tomb Raider, no, Laura Croft with Angelina. And this was years ago. And, and I hadn't, and I didn't go visit the set that time. And at the premiere, Alan's like, come on, I got to go introduce you to Angie. I'm like, huh? Huh? And I literally, when he entered, she, she, in person, electricity shoots from her. I mean, I can't explain it. It's like electricity. And he introduces me and I'm like, like, I could not, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And then I tried to, I I just lost it. I could not speak. And and she, she just finally started laughing and she looked at Al and she goes, you got your hands full. But it's like, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not really like this. But it's, I mean, I, I was just like a blubbering idiot. It was, pro, it was, it was humiliatingly embarrassing. So she was in your husband's movie. Your husband brings you over, obviously it's his movie. And you just couldn't say anything to Angie. I, ju- I did. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Like I tried and nothing, words didn't come right. And she just stood there like, 
oh my well, God, you have your hands full. Like, where'd you find this one? Then it was just funny. But it's like, I, it was like, still nothing. It was just, blah, 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 blah. it was not one of my finer moments. And she told your husband, uh, honey, you've got your she hands full. She just laughed. She goes, you've got your hands full. And I tried to explain, I'm not really like this, but it was too late. <laughs> That's, and she just radiated like something. Oh, 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 oh. There, it's like an unearthly being. The energy, and I've only been around two people in my life like that, but the, it's the energy and the jolts. It's like, it's wild. There is a, there's something about her that was like, holy shit. Wow. It, yeah. That is funny, actually. So that's, there you go. I mean, listen, I think everyone, and you think if you met Cher, you might have the same reaction. I may, or I may not, because it wouldn't matter, because for her, I, I don't know, I just feel like there's, I would love to have a drink with her, just to right. hang and chat. But I, it's rare that you meet someone and you, I've never, like I said, twice in my life, I've had that experience where it's like electricity and jolts, and it's, it's weird. Who was the other person besides Sharon Stone? Gwyneth Paltrow. I was at an event in, in the south of France, and all of a sudden we were in this room at a cocktail party, and all of a sudden you felt like this jolt, and everybody kind of swung around, and there was Tan Gwyneth in her, you know, her black leather Valentino gown, and it was like, whoa. It's, and it's not, and, but it's also, I think, it's also the place, the timing, the situation, and it's, you know what I mean? It's, I don't think it's every day you would have that experience, but that would be the only other time that you really felt like electricity in the air. Did you talk to Gwyneth? Yes. Yes. And she was, like, lovely and nice. Yes. Yeah, very, 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 very. And her, mother is, and her mother is lovely also. We lovely. love a little Blythe Tanner. Love, lovely. Well, that's, you know, there's all these, you know, listen, we all know how it works. A rumor starts and then it goes there. I mean, you know, people say Gwyneth is cold and goop and all this. I, not don't a, think, I think people who are in the public eye, listen, there are obviously some people are jerks. I just think it's very hard to judge someone by you interviewed someone once or you, I mean, you got, if, unless you really know someone over a period of time, I don't think it's really fair to, you don't know. I mean, that person could have had the worst day of their life. Their uncle could have died yesterday. I mean, there's so many things you don't know when people are bashing people. And I always say, unless you get the full story, don't be so quick to judge. But I when people pray. are rude or nasty, but if people are rude, and nasty and not considerate of people, then it's a different story for me. I think you always have to be kind to people. So, and if you really are having a bad day that you're gonna be like really a nasty, just say, you know what, I'm having a really bad day, so if I bite your head off, it's not personal. Okay, all good. So like announce that you're gonna be nasty and then it's I think if you're having a bad day and you know yourself, and you tend to go that way, just say, you know what, having a really bad day. So if I come across so-and-so, you know what, it's not personal. I'm just having a sucky day. That makes sense. Because then it's like no hard feelings, no, 
but it's yeah. not because I'm an evil, rotten person to the core. Totally. No, I mean, that, that, that makes sense to me. Um, have you ever met, like, or worked with celebrities that were just, you know, like, oh my God, this person's, like, horrible? Um, perhaps. I, I'm going to take the fifth on that one. Maybe you'll read it one day in my book. It's going to be called Under the Carpet. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I mean, I didn't think you were going to answer that question, but you know. Yeah, you got to, you know what? You don't ask, you don't get, you never know. You have to ask. Yeah, absolutely. What about like, what is the whole relationship? Because you hear about this all the time, like, you know, with celebrities, like wanting free stuff borrowing something, returning the dress, it's stained, it's ruined. I mean, you hear that all the time. I honestly have never gotten a, a dress back ruined. Or, and actually even stained. I actually have had very few nightmare issues. I really have. And usually what I will do and if, if someone wears a, a gown or something to like a big event, like the Emmys or the Tony, I, I just gift it to them. I just am like, keep it. I don't, I mean, A, they, you know, they've worn it. No one's going to wear it again on the red carpet. And they obviously liked it enough that they chose it to wear. So I just usually say, keep it. But I, and, but things I've never really, like sometimes you'll get a beaded thing back where some of the beads might've snagged and have to be repaired or, but I, I mean, I have heard nightmare stories too, but I have never, I've heard some, yeah, but I've never gotten anything back that has been like trashed. That's good. And things like trains, anything with a train, you just have to expect when there's an event or an after party you're going to get a train that's got a hole or it's, it's almost impossible to navigate a room with a train. Yeah. That's hard. It's hard. It's hard. That's what about like, you know, celebrities where like you'll be dealing with a stylist or them and you'll be five hours in five weeks in or whatever. And then they'll be like, wait, you want us to pay for this? Cause you hear about that all the time too. Oh no, no, no. I it's to me, it's always been, I've never expected to be, to be paid. Um, it's, you know, it's just a mutual thing. Look, I'd love for you to wear the gown. I think it's great for you. I hope you love it. And if you wear it, great. I get the exposure and press. And if not, then it goes back in my, my archives or collection. Somebody might wear it in the future, or they may not. But right. it's not about a, a buying, selling relationship. Or it hasn't been for me. What about on the red carpets? Because one person I think of when I, you know, when I think of her, I think of you is Jane Lynch. Oh, she's, she I loves love to wear. her. Well, she loves you. Love her. We, okay, now she's fun. We had so much fun because I addressed her and then she was doing, hosting the Emmys and we did like four or five looks. And then she had several other things that year and we did more. She is just the coolest, funniest, most laid back. Per, and fun and and she's not a fashionista. She wants to look great and she's always like, whatever you think. Now she really hated something she'd say, but she goes, you, you're in whatever you think. But the joke was um, when we do, were doing a first fitting once, she came out and I'm like, oh my God, you look sick. And she goes, oh, 
I'm like, no, Jane, you don't understand. Sick is like the highest compliment. Right. And she goes, oh, so, oh, she goes, I look sick. And, um, but she, she's really lovely. Like, I love working with her. She's, she's great. I mean, I feel like every time, you know, I mean, I don't pay attention every time, but I feel like 90% of the time I'm paying attention and someone's asking her who she wears. It's you. She's, she is great. Like, I don't have, I mean, she was just a blast and great. And I mean, great, great, great. Do you ever work with a celebrity where you overhear something or they tell you something? And, you know, like you can be trusted, of course. I mean, I hear a lot of shit from, you know, and then, of course, you're not going to repeat it. But then, like, three weeks later, two weeks later, it becomes, like, a big thing. You know, like. Um, sometimes, yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) And I just, yes. And it has. And it probably will continue to happen that way. Yeah. I mean, you just, you know, of course you're not going to say anything because, you know, that's just how it works. It's, yeah, it's, yes. Keep your mouth shut and listen. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, listen, I I enjoy hearing all this, so I ain't repeating it because I don't want to be cut off at the knees. I would like to I know, right? That is what it is. It really is. (laughs) You're like, what about, who do you think, so I guess, who do you think right now is like some of the best dressed out there like mm. i know you said yeah that's i i love zoe kravitz i think she is so cool and modern and fresh and she usually wears a lot of saint laurent um i'm trying to think last season i think charlize i mean she's like a glamazon i think like she's six feet tall flat foot so you put her in a five and teal and you got six five of magnificence i mean stunning um, who else do I really think looks great? Um, yeah, it's, it's been, I'm trying, we haven't had much happening lately. I think, you know, like, I think Nicole Kidman always nails it, always looks great and very high fashion. She wears clothes very well. Um, I'm kind of caught for a blank. I mean, I, always think Angelina looks great on a red carpet. You know, she has a very specific look. Um, you know, I, oh, I also actually, what I love too, like Jennifer Aniston has a, she usually always wears black. And I kind of like that. It's always about a great, well-cut, something simple, black, and just very easy and modern. Like, I kind of like that. Yeah, like at, it's like effortless. It's like that's her thing and it's effortless. Like, I don't want everyone to do that because then I get bored. But for her, I like that that's her thing. And every once in a while, you get it mixed up with a shock of color or something. But I kind of dig that too. What about like who, you know, maybe needs some help from you? Hmm. I. Um. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> well, that wasn't even bad. Like, they just, you know, might need just a little help. Um, I would probably actually, not even help. I would probably style some people a little differently. Like, I would maybe, like, I would probably even want to style share a little differently. Or... I would probably want to 
there are people like um, Olivia Coleman. I may want to style her a little differently. Um, great actress, but I don't know that I agree with all the choices always. Um, and I think, I think the key, well, you, it's, it's tough. You are so scrutinized on the red carpet mm -hmm. and people are just looking for every flaw. And, you know, I know st some stylists, they take a picture of the gown on a camera so they can see it on a screen. They take a picture outside because I've already seen gowns that look fine, but then you go in the sunlight and it's like uh, you're naked. It's, there's so many things that go into it. So sometimes I feel like it's a, ne it's a never winning battle for some of these people. And it is, people are really looking to criticize. Yeah. People aren't look going in to be able to say, oh, you look fabulous. It's like a lot of times you feel like they're almost rooting for you to fail. Like you yeah. screwed up. You don't look gorgeous. So, you know, but I'm ha I would work with anyone. And I'd always give someone my two cents. How would you, and we, we have to get to your new collection on HSN. Okay. But I haven't forgotten that, but how, how would you dress Cher differently or how would you like to style her differently? I'm just so curious being a huge Cher fan. Oh, I, I think she is so cool. I would like it probably just a little sleeker, mm -hmm. little sleeker, still all black and the whatever, just a little sleeker and cleaner and a little less rockery. And just a little more, I don't want to say elegant, but just very pared down. Like maybe just like that really long sleeve black knit dress and a great fitted biker jacket and a pair of like killer pump. You know what I mean? Still her. Yeah. Just, I'm just saying, just, just, I would simplify a little. I, I, I could see that. That's, but I would not change, like, I still like the, the, the rocker vibe. I would probably just do it a touch more lady. I could see that. As an evolution. This is just a totally self-indulgent question. Have you ever met or do you have any interest in dressing Madonna? Because she's my other queen. I mean, she's gone a different way these days. I have, actually, I have only met her briefly twice at her Oscar par parties. Um, so I can't, I don't real. I don't know her. I've never, I mean, I, I know enough to say hello and I danced with her on the dance floor at her party. But. Well, dancing with Madonna on the dance floor is pretty That was kind of cool though. That was kind of cool. Is her <laughs> Oscar party what I have heard that it is different tiers in like, you know, the C list can stay upstairs. The B list maybe gets downstairs. The B plus list goes to a back room. And then all no. the way in the, in the vault is Madonna. And that's where the A list No. Goes. Okay. That's what I've heard. I can tell no, you right I'm now. Not, I not the one. No. Okay. <laughs> it was very eagle, egalitarian or what is the word? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, this is a quote I heard. It's, it's out there somewhere from Neil Patrick Harris. He's like, I've never felt so insecure to like, I swear it's out there. I'd have to Google well, it. Well, trust where me, it is. I'm, I mean, I can only speak to mine. And the two times I've been there, no. Total access to the queen, huh? Well, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I, I've not seen that. 
So I, I don't know. Interesting. Okay, just, you know, I, I mean, you're sitting right here. I ask if you know I, I Donna. Mean, no, yeah, I've no, I have not experienced that. What about, are there any men that you would like to dress or any men you think are like oh. the best dressed these days? I, okay, I really dig Brad Pitt. I would, I, he'd be a cool one to dress. Um, I think he, he looks great. I like his kind of style and his edge and his vibe. Um, who else would I love to dress of the guys? Um, Hmm. Or someone whose style just like, like for me, it's like Timothy Chalamet. Like I think his style okay, is great. Okay, yes, okay. But you right? know what? He does himself even. He's got such a cool aesthetic and vibe yeah. and everything going on that it's like, yes, I love the way he dresses. I don't know that he would need, he needs much help, but yet, like he to me is, is kind of set a new uh, accessibility or way of, it being okay to look on a red carpet that is not your traditional way to dress for a guy. Because yeah. I mean, honestly, after a while, I don't know how many black tuxedos one can look at. And I mean, it really comes down to a great fit and a great fit because you're wearing a black suit. Do you think that's, no, I mean, I agree. Do you think that's a mistake people make? Like you mentioned Jane Fonda, like you can be sexy at any age. Like, do you think a mistake people make is like either fit or being 80 years old, not age shaming. We should all live to 80 and beyond. But like, if you're an older, you know, you're older in the world and you try to dress like you're 19, like, is that a mistake that people make? I think you need to be realistic and know what looks good on you. I mean, there are people who can wear almost anything still, like a Jane, look fab. I just think everybody knows what their limitations are, I think, or not everyone, but like kind of knows this looks good, this works, that doesn't work. And I just think you have to be honest with yourself because you don't want to call attention. I mean, you got to play up the good points, play down the bad points. Um, so I just think you have to be realistic and you can wear it there's always a way to wear a version of the vibe or whatever you're looking for that works for your body and for you. I mean, I've dressed people, I mean, I dressed Gabby Sidibe when she started. I mean, so, and, you know, it's, so it's, it's really not number or size. It's just knowing what works and doesn't work for you, especially if you're in the public eye. That makes sense. Like just, no, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because there are things, that, there are tricks. Think if certain things conceal this, or if you fit this that way. But I always say the most important thing about any garment: three things: fit, fit, fit. You could have a twenty thousand dollar couture gown, and if it doesn't fit well, it looks like crap. You could take a sixty nine dollar dress from somewhere, and if it is impeccably fitted and tailored to you, it can look like a million dollars. It's always about fit. I'm a big believer in that. You are, you think that's the most important thing? Fit, 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 fit. Cause if it doesn't look, if it doesn't fit, it looks like shit. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, if you gain a pound or two and like you're still trying to fit into the old size, you're like, you just, this is a disaster. Just own, just own it. And I mean, yeah. Uh, 
Yes, and there's, you know, there's there's Spanx, there's Skims, there's there's so many quick fixes, and I always say nobody needs to know what's going on under there. Speaking of Skims, have you ever dressed a Kardashian? Has it, like do the Kardashians they ever warn you? I don't know. Um, years ago. Kim wore a gown of mine, and Chris um, has worn some of my dresses also. But I do not, well, I do, I do not know. I have met Chris several times. I like her very much. I think she's very smart. She's great. I think Chris is very smart. I think she's- They're A genius. <laughs> I, I would agree. I mean, she's a genius. Yeah. You talk about someone who, you know, like needs to, you know, we talked in the beginning about the business sense of everything. Chris has got that down, huh? Oh. Yeah. One, two, three. One, two, three. What about like the whole reality aspect of it? Like shows like fashion, like Project Runway, you know, like Fashion Police, like. Oh, Fashion Police. Joan, uh, Joan Rivers was another one of my like. I actually, I don't want to call her an icon, but yeah, that's a good when word. I was in college, you know, she had just started her own talk show on Fox and I had done a series of evening gowns that were beat it. And I sent her slides saying, I would love, you know, cause I just would put out a million things. I didn't care. And I sent her pictures and it, you know, it'd be an honor. If you would want to wear one of these, I'd be happy to send it to you. Da, da, da. And she couldn't um, do that because she had a deal with um, a clothing company here, Eamon Wardy, which was a boutique. And, but she sent me a, a handwritten note. Um, and it was the kindest, nicest note. And I still have it. And then, you know, then I've worked with her a couple times you know, as I, I moved on in my career and about mm, maybe about eight months before, you know, she, she had passed away. I spent a day with her filming stuff for um, fashion police. There is another truly good person. Like, like an amazing person. She really cares about people she has no diva. I mean, I, it was really sad. I mean, she really, really was special, like really special. And that was really, really sad because she, I mean, she always was inquisitive. She cared about other people, what was going on with other people. She was kind. I mean, her daughter, lovely. I don't, I love Joan. Joan was amazing. Yeah. I have a friend who's was friends with her and is friends with Melissa and just said the same thing, like handwritten notes for everything. We used to go to her house. Like he didn't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving. Was that part of her infamous Thanksgiving? And it's just like, she's, I mean, I've met her before, just, you know, not like you, just in passing, but she's, I, he, she's I mean, an icon. Was, and she was, I mean, and it was long that day. We were there. Oh, we were there for like eight or 10 hours. And, um, but she's the kind of person that, like, she didn't go into her own makeup room. She came and she said, I'm going to sit right out here with you and we can sit here and chat while they're trying to fix this. And you know, it's like, 
but she did. She was, she always asks about other people and wants to know about other people and very inquisitive. And I, I've had several interactions and workings with her. And all I can say is lovely. Like it's sore. She's sorely missed. Yeah. And I mean, you talk about someone like age doesn't matter. Like she had her finger on the pulse of current pop culture. Oh, more she, so than all these influencers. And she knew what was going on. She was so current. That's what I like. Cause I'm the same way. If I don't know some, I like, I like to know a lot in terms of like what's happening in the world now. And if somebody Me says too. something and I haven't heard about it, I'm like, what? Like I almost get a little upset with myself. Like how did the, wait, how did that happen without me knowing? But, and that she was like that too. But I think one of the things that keep people young and moving and is that they're interested and they want to know everything. Like I want to know everything. Yeah. And I think that really is what, again, that in a way is what keeps people vital and young and interesting. And cause you know what, I don't know what getting old means because I'm not going to wake up one day and, you know, sit, I don't know, watch, you know, watching TV for 24 hours, wearing my elastic waist. I'm just not. I got I to gotta be out and know and see and do and I don't know. I, I get it. I get it. Well, I mean, the, I now understand what they say when they say the way you get old is when you stop moving. Like now that we've been trapped in, like I, I get it. I too will never be that person. It's just not in my nature. And I'll always, I'm not saying that I like a lot of current music. I don't like most of it, but. I don't have to listen to it. I just need to know about it. Yeah. Like I'll always be, cause you know, like you just have friends and you're like, they don't really know certain things. And you're just like, I'm just not that person. I'll always know what's going on with the current pop culture and in the world of technology, entertainment. It's just, I, I agree. And I will always be one of those people on the move. It's just, I. I just, uh, yeah. I mean, and. And I actually am glad I'm like that. <laughs> Me too. Me too. But I don't like it when people don't want to know or they're like, oh, but I don't want to know. I don't want to. Why don't you want to know? Yeah. The world's moving. Come on. You either got to keep up or you're going to be left behind. Well, yeah. And I always say like, look, like I don't make the rules. I would rather be, you know, surrounded by Diana Ross and Joan and Donna Summer. Like, I, I wish we could go back, but that's like- I know. But these I are not, know. I mean, I, it's not up to me. So as like the world Diana is changing- singing Chain Reaction and her Beat It Down. It's like, yes, but that's over. Right. Like, people want to talk about, you know, Dua Lupa and Ariana Grande. And so this is just what it is. It's- I, it's it's bigger than you. You're never gonna go back. So just give up and focus. And you know, on you know what? Everyone, a lot like people. Everyone, I think, thinks at certain points. Oh, if we could go back. But the sad reality is, if you even if you could go back, it's not going to be the same. It would even seem tired and over to us. Yeah. We just build it up in our minds. Like we yeah. really don't want to go back there. No. Because it's that moment's never going to be the same. No. You know, you can be nostalgic and then move on. That's the other yeah. thing too. I, I'll never be one of those people that like, because I have people like this in my life. You no, know, we're like, they'll look back and it's just like, yeah, like you, maybe you were at the height of your career, the height of your looks or whatever it is. But you, you talk about it like with a sadness, like almost like 
you're proving of what you were. I'll never be that person. I was like, I was there then and I'm here now. One, now, is, one is not better than the other. Like, it's they're just, just different. Yeah. But you know oh, how no, like no, when exactly, people will talk because... about like, well, I did this and yeah, like that's just like the trajectory of your career. Like you're working your way up in your 20s and 30s. You're at the top at whatever, 40s, and then eventually you start to come down a little bit, which is okay. But then you know what? But you never know. Then all of a sudden people right. go, go way up. It's like right. you don't know. Yeah, like I'm just you never gotta, one to look back and be sad about like, oh, let me tell you what my life used to be. Ugh, I, I hate that. I, I mean, no, I kind of yeah. more interested in that. What's now? Me too. You can give me a few tidbits about the past, just but I sure. like to know what's, what's now and what 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 are you doing going forward or what? Yeah, totally. What about like like a Project Runway? Like you know, if I think about Project Runway, I think one thing: Christian Seriano one made success yeah like of course because of what i do for a living i can name lots of other people from project right. runway but i'm not so sure a lot of people could like do do these think, shows not work anymore is it too saturated i don't know i mean but you are right he is the one person that comes to mind and it's sort of like um even with um american idol kelly clarkson who I actually love, love and I love her voice. Love. She that she is American Idol, and the only other part. Well, there are two other people that I can name that were on that show: Carrie Underwood and Catherine McPhee. But other okay. than that, I don't know any. I can't. So I don't know that they work as a star-making vehicle for a limited number of people. I think what the shows really do and what people really enjoy is they feel like they're seeing the behind the scenes and what goes into something and they may root for someone, but then it kind of like, it, it, there's a winner and it ends. I don't know that it's really, it's set up. I think it's more of, designed for the audience is something to learn and follow and see behind the scenes more so than it's set up to be a star maker vehicle. I think you're going to get some stars as a result of it naturally. But I, I agree with what you're saying though. And I do think maybe at a certain point we are getting a little oversaturated. I just think we are or how do we do that in a different way because it's been done it's been going for like 12 years or 13 years maybe it's time to still do it but how do we mix it up or kind of screw it up a little bit to make it more interesting and relevant for now yeah i mean that's why i've lost interest in those shows because i'm just like it's a show and it's interesting but this is not going to go anywhere and speaking of carrie and i had someone who used to be on american idol on this show and i said the same thing like are you jealous? Are other people jealous? It's Carrie and Kelly. And if you think about The Voice, I, I, I can't name one person from The Voice. I'm sure other people listening to this could. I can't name anyone from The you Voice. You know what? I can't uh, why? I, I can't. I, I can name, you know, Gwen Stefani, the judge, and Blake Shelton. Oh, I can name the judge. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> but who from The Voice? I mean, I had someone on from The Voice on my show. So once you sit and chat with me like this, I'll remember you for the rest of my life. Short of right. that, I have no idea of anyone. So I just, yeah, I mean, just curious about what you thought about shows like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think probably a little shake up, but I really think they aren't designed to be star makers as much as get people invested in rooting and tuning in and that kind of thing. 
That makes sense. So, all right, talk to me, because you've really been very gracious with answering all of my celebrity questions. So talk to me <laughs> about your new collection on HSN. It's all about you now. Oh, my God. Well, we're really excited. Um, HSN, it's David, David Meister, and it's a lifestyle collection. So it's everything from jackets to sweaters to pants to dresses to coats, all items of clothing. Um, it's priced all under $100. Oh, wow. Um, we'll be doing, and it's all like, you know, it's color, it's, it's cool shapes, it's... Um, and there's always a touch of drama. My clothes are always going to have interesting shape or some kind of sense of drama because it's just kind of innate to who I am and how I design. Um, but we're really excited. We're going to launch early March. The first collection has 12 pieces. And then I'll be airing every month with a new collection. So we're really, really excited about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm psyched. How did this come about? Like, is it, I mean, it's great. Like, is it any, is it related to COVID at all? Like, has the world of fashion changed? I mean, it obviously has because of COVID. It has. And what's really great, I mean, the online retailers, HSN, have been doing amazingly well, just as brands online have, because people more and more are shopping from home. So it's a great platform to be involved with now. And I think more and more that's how people are shopping. They're shopping. They can either watch live when we're doing the show and then, or they can go to the website and order it whenever they feel the need. But what I love about HSN is, I mean, they, they're great. They're so professional, but also I design it and I'm involved with the company and the buyers, but then I get to go on TV and help sell it because like, I love doing that. <laughs> you do. Uh, I love to help sell. Like, I want to sell it. I want to tell you why I love it and why you got to have this and why I think this is great. And maybe you should take this and not that one. But, like, that to me is fun. Like, I love it. Interacting with the customer and, you know, so for me, it's the best of both worlds. I get to interact with a lot of people and I also am designing. So it's the two things that I love doing. And in a way, like who better to sell the clothes than the person who designed them and understands the story behind them? I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. And HSN gives you the perfect platform for that. And so I'm really psyched. It's, um, it's been in work for about mm, nine months. So the wow. launch is getting very close. And I, yeah, I can't wait. And a new collection every month. So that's exciting. We're going to have a new delivery, a new capsule collection every month. Yeah. So you'll be seeing a lot of me. <laughs> well, that's okay. We'll see you're excited to go on HSN because you love interacting with people, but yet you're shy, according to you. But you know what? I am shy. If I've never been shy if I had to do something for work or walk into a room of executives. or I'm the kind of person that's shy if I get invited to a friend's party and there's 20 people and I don't know anyone. Really? Wow. Yes. Yeah, like, I would not I am, think that. It's very, it's, and I'm being, being honest, it's very hard for me to go up and talk to someone. Really? I, but it, yeah. if you take me into a world of executives or a this or that, and it's, uh, then I kind of become like, I was telling you, Sharon and Miss Stone. Then David, the designer is here, okay? And, and it's like, so there's like two of me. 
What's like, your I can, I what's can your sign? My sign? Um, yeah. I'm a Pisces, but only two days in, so I have a lot of Aquarius. Okay, just curious. So, I mean, people don't believe it, and I never come across that way, but in some, I am shy in situations like that. It's very hard. Uh-huh. Otherwise, like talking with you, or if I'm out, it could be a party with 300 people, and if it's like a, a, an, an event or an Oscar party, like I'm fine. But smaller level, it's tough. But yet you weren't shy to dance with Madonna at her Oscars party. No. I, mean, I, I, probably, I probably had a few cocktails. That would, send me into, <laughs> that would send me into a cardiac arrest and I would have to be rushed to the hospital. I would literally be dead upon arrival. <laughs> I mean, there, oh I, God, there, would, too funny. there would be no coming back from that. Oh my God. What about, well, did you get any advice from your QVC buddy, Miss Lisa Rinna? I mean, she's the um, queen of QVC. I? <laughs> Even though this is um, HSN. I, well, they're owned by the same parent company. Oh, um, you, you know, I think Lisa, with everything she does, she feels strongly about it and is passionate about it, but she always makes sure she's having fun doing it. And she does what she believes and thinks will work the best. So I just think, and it's be yourself. But I think the biggest thing is the sense of fun and not taking yourself too seriously. Because I like to have fun and I never take myself that seriously. I just don't. I love what I do, but you, you got to have fun. And I'm the first one. I would say if you make fun of yourself, then you can start making fun of other people. But you got to make fun of yourself first. And I am happy to make fun of myself. I, I agree with that too. I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like a little bit of self-deprecation every now and then. I think there's nothing wrong with that. And not even that. in a negative way. Yeah. It's like, I, you know what? I'll throw the first brick. I can make, I have no, what do I care? Yeah, that's how I feel. What yeah. about, you know, speaking of COVID, like has, like not the business of fashion, but like has fashion changed? Like, are we going to be seeing, you know, like designer sweats or loose fitting things? Like, is it, is the, is the style really just shifting before our eyes without us realizing it? I think we have definitely seen a very kind of athleisure, casual, relaxed, because people have been at home. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend who usually wears sky high heels. She said she doesn't know what she's going to do when this is over because her feet are baby soft. There are no more calluses built in, no anything. She goes, it's going to be, and I said, those calluses will come back one, two, three. But I think it's going to start changing. It's, it's still going to want to be comfort, but I think people are going to want a little more glam, a little more sense of polish. Because I think at a certain point, everyone is getting tired of wearing the same thing. And I yeah. do think when this is done, and let's say the world is back to pseudo normal where you could go to a restaurant or you could go to a bar and you can be out socially. I think we're going to see kind of a, a backswing. I don't want to call it like the, to the 1920s, but I think it's going to be over the top and people are going to want to get so dressed and so because they're so over it. Like, I think we're going to, 
we're going to see a swing the other way. Really? And I hope so. Yeah. Because I think everybody, I'm like, I'm so tired of wearing t-shirts and my whatever, Rick Owen shorts or and Birkenstocks. Like I, I've worn them every day now for 10 months. Like I, I want to go out and get dressed up. And I think once people feel comfortable and safe and there is a return to a sense of normalcy, <clears throat> I think, I think people are going to really start to want to get dressed up. Interesting. I mean, I yeah. would love that too. I think we're going to see that. I do. And just like luxury upon style upon more style. I want just over the top, so in your face that you just can't be any more styled or polished. Because, you know, I, we're all tired of looking. I, I, I want to see glamour. Glamour, yeah. glamour, glamour. Yeah. Just, I mean, I mean and I was joking the other day, and it's, it's not really funny, but, you know, I'm sure the lipstick business has taken a hit because what woman wears lipstick? You can't. You're wearing a mask. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like no one wears lipstick. And I understand because you're just going to smirch it up. Well, same thing with clothing. I mean, I've never not shopped I mean, I have friends that are doubling down on shopping just because they're home and online shopping. I'm just the opposite. I'm just like, like to you, like, what does it matter? Like, I'm just in sweats. Like, when am I? Oh, no, I've, I've bought a few things that are in the closet just waiting. I bought a waiting few things. But... To come out, literally come out. of. Listen, I found my way out of the closet. They will find their way out of that closet. If I have to put them on and just walk around my house. You could do that. I know, but it's no fun. No, I like to be no in groups of, of dressed up people. I, I like your prediction, though, that we're all going to be over the top. I'm all I for that. I think people are going to be just aching to get, you know, more dressed up. and Because, I mean, and I think dresses and skirts then will probably become a little more important too because most women, you know, it's almost something new and fresh. They haven't worn one in a while. And even a suit on a man or a blazer, most men haven't worn one in a year. It almost yeah. becomes like an interesting novel idea because you haven't done it in so long. Totally. And hopefully so, no mask. Hopefully. Oh, no, 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 no mask. No mask. To your point about lipstick, that's a, I didn't think of that. When I had Melissa Rivers on this podcast, I asked her, how would Joan feel about this and masks? And she's like, are you kidding me? My mother would love it. She's like, the mask would hide all the plastic surgery. And I'm like, good point. You could heal underneath, right? Right. She's and like, my mother would love it. one less application of something. It cuts down the, make, the makeup time. <laughs> I was like, but you're right. Lipstick is probably on the decline. Oh, it's, you know, yeah, I think, I think fashion and everything from music is all influenced by whatever's going on in the world and by the economy and the global situation. And you can break it down into any category. And there's, it, there is an impact on everything in the world by this pandemic. And it, even down to lipstick. I didn't think of that. What about, well, I mean, what about everything going on in the fashion, but you know, like this whole thing now with like Alexander Wang and there's the claiming of these Me Too movements, you know, and then like there's 
you know, like and now there's all these things like, oh, this has been going on with models for years and years. No one's talking about like, what do you think of that? I think probably the Me Too movement, I think there it's in every industry and business, I am sure it has been going on. I think what's brought it to prominence and given it a voice is the fact that famous people or celebrities were the first to speak out. And, and just by the nature of being a celebrity or in the public eye like that, you are giving a pla you're given a platform where you're allowed to be heard and speak. Um, I think it's sad that so many people who are just your normal average day worker, and I'm sure it's happened to millions of them, they really don't have a platform to speak. So I do think it's a good thing. I think, I don't know anything about um, the Alexander Wang situation, except that I've heard of it. So I can't really comment specifically on that, but I do believe anybody who speaks up, they should always be heard and listened to. Um, and look, do I think 100% of everybody who comes forward, I think there's always some people who are not authentic and they're doing it for attention. But I would say by far the majority, anybody who comes forward and puts themselves and exposes themselves that much, there's gotta be some truth to it. I just think it's, again, I think it's a sad situation because you know, I just can't, I personally don't understand how someone can prey on someone like that. I just, I'm not naive, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't understand, how can you be that gross to someone? I don't understand that. I just don't. Well, that makes um, you a nice, kind human being. And I guess I don't understand how people aren't kind. That's always been a mystery to me. I mean, you can have, but like, when you hear about evil, nasty people, I'm like, wow. Like, wow. That always blows me away. But I do think the Me Too movement is good because it's brought attention and allowed people and a lot of companies and corporations to be much more mindful and give people a chance if they really are being abused or harassed, that they can go to somewhere to speak up and not have to fear about losing their job or their livelihood. So from that standpoint, I think it's great that celeb that's an instance where celebrities take their voice and their power and their influence and they've really done something and used it for the good. That's true. But you and that's and I think anybody anybody who has an, a voice and can use it in a powerful or influential way for the good, I think you you kind of owe that to the universe. Yeah. If you can do good by if you can do help someone by speaking and using your platform, I think you've been given the gift of being given that platform and you need to use it. That's, I, I would agree with that. So. Yeah, and I don't really know enough about it either. It's just one of these things like now that it's out there, you're just kind of like, oh, well, this makes sense. You know, not oh. makes sense, but like in the modeling, you know, not to be stereotypical, oh, sure male, sure. female, you would just think it's prevalent. And there were, you know, like, there were two photographers oh, a few years ago, and I am blanking on their names, very famous. They were both charged, or not charged, but, um, yeah, I think were made by models and I'm blanking on. So, but I would say, I think it all, I think 
but in like high profile industries, I think that's what's going to be talked about the most. But where I think it happens even more so are the industries we're never going to talk about. Like what about the union of housekeepers for hotels across the country and, and the people who are making, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like nobody, it's, there's no glamour attached to it. Not that there's glamour about any of this, but that's what's not talked about enough, right. I think. And so, but I think it needs to be talked about. I think it does need to be addressed because it's never okay. I just, it's just never okay. No, and I think Bruce Weber was one of those photographers, I think. You're right. I think you are. I think that's one. I, I'm, I can't, I'm, and I'm usually pretty good with remembering, but I'm Yeah, it was, there, it was another famous photographer. I can't remember There were the two name. about the yeah. same time. It, totally. Yes. Well, what is next for you besides staying home, Birkenstock, mm-hmm. shorts, with your husband, in LA, almost and maybe, doggy. and your dog, and wearing um, your sweats and maybe walking around with your new stuff in your boy, closet. Boy, I sound like a hot date, don't I? Well, listen, um, you're keeping yourself busy busy with HSN. I mean, with a different um, collection every month. Other than that, what is- Let's what is, say, let's say, let's, we're gonna go with global domination. That's good, that's a good one. Global domination. That's a good one. Well, that, H- that, well, I was gonna say, and mind you, I'm not turning my nose up at HSN. That's that. That's oh that's no, I HSN is amazing. I it's great. I love it, and you know that can expand into a million things. And I always say, you never know. And I never, like I told you, I never say no. I love it. I have to, well, and also before we go, is there anything else that we didn't cover? Like anything else, I, I like to give people a chance at the end, you know, I've had my own agenda this whole time. So, you know, you tell me what I didn't bring up if you feel anything. I think, no, this was good. We had I fun, fine. right? It was great. Very, very chill. I really appreciate you coming on. I know you're this was busy. Great. You can come no, back. this was great. You'll come back and chat. Yeah, we can. I love, I'll come back and chitty chat. The next time I'm out in LA, when the world opens, I'll look you guys up. Oh, let me know. We can have it. I would love to get together. We could actually go sit somewhere and have a drink in public with no mask. Can you, I know, I know. Uh, It's a little overwhelming to think about. It's like, I mean, yeah. New York is just as bad. We are in you get your, you can get delivery. You just, but there, the thing in New York is it's different because there's outside seating. Every time I see someplace, I walk by and I'm like, oh my God, like maybe I'm the idiot missing out on life. And then you walk by and you're like, they're sitting there with 16 coats on. Like, I'm not going to eat outside no. in 20 degree. What? It's freezing in New York City, freezing. So I don't understand. There are people in New York that are eating out. I mean, I could show you pictures. There's like snow coming down. You're sitting there freezing, sipping your martini. I'm like, go to someone's apartment. Like, I don't get it. I don't get, I don't get it. And here the weather is beautiful, but we have we haven't had out di- outside dining even since October. I know. There's just take. I mean, so it's, I yeah. <laughs> well, listen, we will go for a drink when I'm there. Or you're in New York. It will be absolutely. But this was great. I appreciate it. Tell everyone where they can find you online. You can find me at davidmeister.com. And that is my website. And what about Instagram? You're on Instagram. Instagram is 
And it's, oh, I am so bad with this. It's, I'm um, going to put it, I'm going to put it in the notes put it up. anyway. Oh my God, I'm so bad. There, people are going to be, it's underscore David Meister, I believe. Let me see. Oh Hold my on. God. Oh my God. Now it's, listen, we all, you're a normal person who's not on Instagram 24 hours a day like me. So it is David underscore, underscore. Meister. David I was testing you. Meister. I really knew that the whole time. Did I was you? Testing you. Well, I'm here right now. Good job. Good so job. So David underscore Meister. Everyone needs to follow you. Everyone needs to check you out on HSN. Yes, and check out um, March 11th. Um, you can check your listings on HSN. I don't have the time yet, but March 11th is the major launch. We're going to do a soft launch on February 25th, but the whole collection launch will be March 11th. I love it. All right, you'll like have to come back on. So Absolutely. It was so much fun. Thank you. And have a great day and keep in touch. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.